Ian, welcome to episode 47 of Hubshots. How are you? Good, Craig. And Hubshots is the podcast for marketing managers who are either considering using HubSpot or are already using HubSpot. And I just want to say welcome to this, probably going to be our final Olympic edition of Hubshots. Yes, that's true. We're recording on Tuesday, the 16th of August. Beautiful day in Sydney, by the way. It is very beautiful. Well, as the Olympics uh, closes down, um, inbound gets closer. It does. And if you go to inboundcountdown.com, you'll realize there's probably less than 80 days when this goes out to inbound. A new speaker announced. Yes. And it's very fitting that it's in line with Olympic season. It's Serena Williams. So she's speaking at Inbound. So there's quite a range of different speakers. We were looking at the speakers before we started recording the show. And going, actually, I wonder if any of them are going to talk about marketing like these keynote speakers, <laughs> apart from Gary, of course. Looking forward to Gary Vaynerchuk. But yeah, quite, uh, quite a range. Um, I guess a whole bunch of different interests catered yeah, for. Yeah, I guess this will be interesting. Like Serena is a world champion, right, when you talk about tennis. And I guess it's kind of like running a business. She's got to look after her marketing and her sponsorship and so on. So it'd be quite interesting to see what she has to say. Yeah, well, I think overall there's that kind of, if someone is striving and achieving excellence, then they're always a great person to speak and give you motivation yeah, and advice. Yeah, All right, Craig. Now, I just wanted to point out in our HubSpot feature tip of the week, we're going to share with you a product page where it talks about product updates that happen on the system. So we're going to talk about something new that's coming out, which we're just testing. Yeah, so this was actually in the product updates, so it's publicly available. So I don't think there's any NDA or anything I'm like on this, but it was announced a couple of months ago. So there's this new composer, a kind of a, a simpler writing experience within the HubSpot blogging module, where you can basically have a very simple kind of writing experience free from all the clutter and then you can have comments and you can share it with people and they can talk about it. And then once that's kind of got to a, a point where it's ready to then take to the blog and get the more advanced editing features. So, yeah, you've had a play with this. What, what do you think of it, Ian? I think it's still a little bit buggy, but it's quite good in terms of managing editorial process. That's one thing that people always struggle with. And I, so one thing to know, this is not really a part of the blog it's kind of a separate add-on to the top of the blog, from what I can tell. Because when you get to the end of the process, you finish your commenting, you've got your content ready, you can actually say, put it into the blog. So that's one of the things you'll probably notice. It does appear in your list of blog posts that are in draft. So it is and it isn't kind of a part of the blog. It's, it's it's a bit if, you go, if you go into the blogging section yes. under content menu, yeah, it's up there on the top, but it's yeah, it's not actually available within editing <coughs> a specific blog. Yeah, that's Correct. Right. So you're kind of, this is probably the first part, like writing, getting comments and doing that and then going into the blog to do the optimization. Yeah, you know, I think they're trying to make it a mini version of Google Docs in a way. It's, yes. It's that, because we use Google Docs for a lot of the content when Correct. we're working with customers yep. and even within our agency. It's that kind of, you pop, pop it in Google Docs, everyone can see it, they can work on it at the same time, they can comment. There's this kind of approval process that you can, and I think they're trying to capture the basic elements of that and just keep it all within HubSpot. So I really like the approach. I think I'm like you. I'm a bit underwhelmed with where it's, is at the moment but it is only beta and they're capturing yes. feedback i notice how at the bottom left it pops up and says what do you think of this so far i haven't quite pressed to give them my response yet <laughs> uh, maybe we should say uh, um to the product team just listen to this podcast 
Yeah, but I can see where they're going, right? I can. Yeah. I definitely get that idea. It's very much around productivity and making content creation and review. Simplifying the process. Simplified and streamlined, yes. yeah. So I really like that. I also like how you can copy straight out of Google Docs into the uh, HubSpot yes, Composer. Correct. Cleans out all that messy formatting. Uh, but only text. It won't, yeah. it won't copy images in, unfortunately, or That's anything right. else. That's the next step. Yeah. But you know what? It's a good start. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's really good. Now, if people don't yet have it, uh, we've got a link in the show notes to the product update section, which yes. kind of gives you what it looks like. If you don't have it, you can actually, I think, uh, request you might and join be their beta program. Great. So, yeah. All right, Craig, challenge of the week. All right. It's your challenge. Okay. So I'm going to I'm gonna tell a little bit of an a story about an experience I had earlier this week, well, yesterday, just at a, a, um, a big strategy meeting for one of our customers. and With other agencies, With right? other agencies, yeah. yeah. So this is a global brand and they're, they're doing their 18-month eight, planning, that kind of stuff. What I was really surprised at, and these are big agencies, and like the, the cost of these meetings and these strategy things is insane. So yeah. for a small agency like us, when I hear how much this is involved, I'm just like, you know, corporate coffers, weren't they? <laughs> it's always funny. So how funny. many people were in the meeting, Craig? Uh, they'd be close to 10, but there was... Okay. Um, so it wasn't a huge cast of thousands, yeah, but yeah. even that's a big meeting, right? That's right. So there's heads of marketing at this yep. um, uh, this brand, and then there were three other agencies yep. and, and a PR agency and things like that. <coughs> and what I found really interesting, and there's kind of two parts to this, is that uh, everyone has their PowerPoint slide decks and they all love to pull in all this research that they get from other research bodies. Now, I've been working with this brand for, well, since April we've been working with them and I've been in meetings with them finding out. And so I have a very good understanding of their business and what they're doing, their competitors and everything online, everything digital. These other big agencies are involved. They're all pulling this consumer research. What we found interesting was that they completely missed many of the market players. Mm. And in in fact, when it comes to advertising spend, this brand that we're working with, they've got a couple of key competitors that are spending a ton in the market. That wasn't in anyone's research. Yeah, so this is like spending money on the online space, right? Well, actually all channels. Oh, all channels. Online and even offline. And they totally missed that. Yeah, and that's probably not not because they're incompetent or anything, but just because their tools and the research things that the That they use to get that they have access to to pull it together. But lots of PowerPoint decks with lots of references, lots of pie charts and very fancy graphics and all of that kind of thing. I was just like, wow. My challenge, challenge to me, I've got to do more PowerPoint presentations and go in with all this kind of stuff because it blows them away. They're kind of like, oh, this is fantastic. Do you think they're trying to justify value? Oh, look, there's certainly part of that. I don't think for one moment these other agencies are just trying to um, snowball. No, no. You know, they're not, or you know, they're just um, they're justifying. They're doing their work, right? yeah. But they've they've realised that the fancy slide decks are kind of a key That's part right. of giving that perception. So this kind of leads on to the opinion of the week. And sorry, I'm taking so long with this, but I think, I think it's kind of interesting. I'll get to the the kind of takeaway from all of this in a second. But they were presenting well. But they're using research and findings, which is limited. But this brand is going to take that and use that as part of their mm. key inputs to their strategy for the next 18 months, which I find astounding. 
right? Yeah. So they're going to make decisions based on incomplete data. The takeaway for people listening to this, I think there's a couple of really key things that you can get from this. If you know your industry and your business really well, don't underestimate the advantage that gives over you because if you don't have the big budgets for all of these agencies that you hire to do so-called research for you, just your innate understanding of the industry is worth a lot. So, And this always comes back to things like personas and understanding your audiences. Get the key people in your business that intimately understand the industry, they've got experience with customers, Mm. they know what the real pain points are and who the actual competitors are out there. Spend time pulling that together because that'll give you a lot more value and advantage over some of these research pieces. I think that's a really key bit of information. I would also suggest is ask questions as to why or why they think those people are like the other competitors in the field, why or where, how did they find them? How did they go about finding them? How old that research report is? Because, you know, like we have tools online to find out who we're competing against online for ad space and so on. And I think that's a real indicator of what's going on in the market. So don't forget that when you're looking at stuff. Yeah, I'll just build on that. You know how I think they get a lot of their competitive analysis? I think from media mentions. I think these big agencies. And I know that this big competitor, they're killing it online uh, in the paid channels. And they're not doing any... Any, got no PR. There's no exactly media right. mentions like that. So you're exactly right. It's kind of like that's how they weren't picked up and you're missing com- key that's pieces That's right. And you just market. think that's a big battleground today. And if you're missing understanding, knowledge, and what's going on in that space, you're missing a very big target that's sitting right in front of you. All right. On to our pro tip of the week, Craig. You know how we love Larry Kim. Yes, we do. He's for, he uh, runs a company founded Wordstream, Correct. AdWords company, but he's across all um, he produces online good stuff. content. He's fantastic. I'm, I I don't know how many Larry Kims. You know, he must have cloned himself a few times. <laughs> the stuff he puts out is excellent. So this is a little tip that we've been actually doing for ourselves and a few of our customers, but we thought we would share it with our community. It's about. Uh, Awesome Facebook likes from from a post. Do you want to elaborate a little bit? Yeah, more? so this was a post on Medium, and I think he might have written it previously or used it from Inc. or an entrepreneur or wherever else he writes. But we've got the Medium link, and he's talking about if you go into Facebook on your page, this is for a business page, not on your profile, but on your page, when you've got a post where a lot of people have liked it, if you click onto that and you see who's liked it, it will pop up a list of the names of people who have liked it. Now, you may or may not be friends with them. They may have liked the page or they might not. So these are people who have liked the post. They might not necessarily have liked your page. Correct. Now, for some people in Facebook, next to all those people, there's a button that says invite. Yes. Now, you might not have it every time. It comes and goes and you might not actually see it at all. We both see it. Yes. So we've just been going invite, 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 invite. Like I've invited hundreds of people. And as per his post, he talks about he's getting about a 20% strike rate. So for every five people that he invites, one is actually coming back and liking the business page. That's right. Which is incredible. Yeah, which is fantastic, isn't it? So here's the tip, right? Well, that's the tip. But here's a way to implement it. If you've got a post on your Facebook page that's done particularly well, throw a lot more money at promoting that post. 
because all the people that That's like right. it and yes. share it, then you actually open up this thing, invite them all for free. You can invite them to like it for free with a 20% strike rate. Of course, so. you're going to spend your time inviting those people, but essentially well, it's free. <laughs> You and I both know when's a good time to do that. So, yeah, you just sit there inviting them at night and, yeah, oh, it's great, But it definitely works. I've tried, it, I've tried it on a few pages that we manage and it does work. Well, just look at the Hubshots page. We've, Correct. I've been doing it on those just in some of the posts. And, we've, yes. yeah, we've had, like, a whole bunch of likes come in all for free. So that's great. Alrighty, on to our Shot 6 State of Inbound Item of the Week. And this is the series that you started last week on um, running your first campaign. Creating your offer campaign. Yes, correct. So last week we mentioned projects available in the productivity menu. And if you don't have the productivity menu in your HubSpot portal, um, just contact support and ask them for it. And um, this week we're going to talk about more about the content campaign and about the setup in HubSpot. So we've got a little screenshot in the notes about what that is. I think what I wanted to highlight is that once you've actually got your content offer, you now need to do all the parts in HubSpot. So identifying the keywords that go with the campaign, creating your thank you pages, your landing pages, your emails, your call to actions, and so on. But one of the things that's really important is actually defining your campaign details, and that's setting your visits, leads, and your customer goals in the campaign. I know a lot of people leave this empty, but I think it's really important. It's about setting a target and going for it. So very important. Work your way back. To, so think about, okay, how many customers do I want? How many, what my conversion is? How many leads do I need to generate? And how many visitors do I need to have for those to generate those leads? When you talk about it in that way, it always makes sense to people and it's easy to break things down. If you just do a campaign and you have no target, you will end up hitting nothing. Is that right, Craig? I totally agree. So that's really important. So when you start with that, start doing that, then obviously go through, figure out what you're targeting your campaign. So think about with your content offer, what you're going to target. You've got to think about all the blog posts that go with it. So think about all the blog posts that actually support your content offer. If you're doing video and other things, that's also great. Look at, look at the campaign research, get suggestions in the keyword tool see what other low-hanging fruit there is and build that out, add that and associate it with your campaign within the tool. Yeah, I really like this. And those steps that you've gone through there, as we mentioned last week, if you just click on each of them in the project, it actually pops up a little sidebar with further notes and even some knowledge base articles to guide you through some And even some pro tips. Pro tips, that's right. So really the key is if you follow all of these steps, you will get to the end and you will have a campaign that will be functioning. And next week we're going to talk about promoting the campaign because doing the campaign, implementing it in HubSpot is great, but promotion is everything. And that's the next step. And you can really let it go if you don't promote stuff. So I'll give you a perfect example. We've started a campaign ourselves. We went gung-ho for 30 days. And this month we've kind of let it go a bit. And the results really show that we've let it go. So again... In the next 15 days that we have this month, I'm going to really ramp that up. But promotion is everything. So that's a really key attribute. So if you're following along with this series, follow the links, even start building your campaign, share, share with us your campaign. And if you want us to have a look at it and give you some ideas, we're always happy to do that and help you guys out. So let us know. Excellent. 
You know, um, your campaign, I, I think you downplayed it a bit there, but you've actually had really good results from that last month when you were promoting it yes, well. Yeah. And because I know, because I've seen how you've spent the time uh, leading up to that, working hard to work out the campaign, get it in place, take the time and then promote it and you're getting the results. So it definitely Correct. pays off. Yeah, it definitely does pay off. So I would definitely encourage you to do that and start somewhere. Don't don't let things hold you back. One of the biggest things is you can get held back by, I don't know how to create the ebook. You can use Beacon, for example, mm-hmm. to start off with. If you don't, if you haven't got a designer lined up, use Beacon to do that really quickly. If use Canva to do the images or your call to action images really quickly. So use the tools that's available and refine it as you go along. Don't be held up or stuck by saying you can't do certain things. There's always a way to get around it. All right. So you mentioned two tools there, which we, of course, know and love. Yes. Beacon and Canva. We've actually mentioned them in previous shows. We might link back to other previous shows. But um, most people are probably familiar with Canva, which is a, an excellent graphic design tool for people that have no graphic design uh, skills like me. So it's excellent. But Beacon, do you want to just mention a bit, uh, a bit of a recap on Beacon? Yeah, look, Beacon is a tool that we actually got asked to test out and before it became a HubSpot integration. So how it actually works is that you can actually create a PDF, put in content, put in, the, put in your pictures, it'll create the PDF document, which you can use as a download. All looks really good. There's some great templates. The other thing you can do is it can actually connect to HubSpot and you can actually suck out your um, blog posts and actually create an ebook from those blog posts, which you can then use to promote your content. Yeah, that's right. And which is what we did for the HubSpot interviews that we did. Yes, exactly. Which uh, So it pulls from HubSpot and it also pulls from WordPress. So you Correct. can just have a list of WordPress pages or posts. You go tick, tick, tick. I'll have them in the ebook. Thanks. Takes you to a beautiful little uh, user interface where you can just format them a bit. And then you press PDF, creates the ebook for you. Too easy. Done. All righty. So next week you'll be covering promotions. So yeah, we'll add some show notes to uh, Beacon and Canva there. You know, you've done well with your campaign, but I, I think we should focus a bit more on positives. I'm just going to talk about Shot 7. Yeah, yeah, go on. Week. You know, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts now and... I was realizing that I think we're a bit too honest at times. You know, we talk about our failures and our <laughs> struggles and the things that we do don't get right and learn from our mistakes. And I always feel that's quite kind of useful. Not everyone's, you know, got it all under control. So maybe learn from our mistakes might help you. But most of the podcasts I listen to, you'd think they're just perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just wondering if we should talk more about how great we are, you know, just try and well, well, not really, how great we are, but just when we get some results, you know, focus on the positives more. I really like this email stat that you've got, Craig. Yeah, well, so this is a result. By the way, this I'll just tell you, this is an RSS to email campaign, right? So oh. this is a weekly newsletter right. based on, okay. on blog posts. Th- yes. So when I tell you the results, and we've got a screenshot here from HubSpot where you can see it, this is regularly getting more than uh, over 40% open rates. And so in the screenshot I've got, we've got 46% open rate. Yep. And the click-through rates on that are 48%. Which so, is pretty phenomenal. So they're massive numbers, right? Uh, generally as a benchmark, if we can get an open rate 25 to 30%, we're pretty happy. And click-through rates, you know, a 10% click-through yes. rate is pretty good. So the reason for mentioning this is because, yes, it is possible to get uh, – 
good click-through rates. And this was this is to um, an email list of just over twelve hundred people. Yeah. So, but it clearly quite, a very yeah. highly engaged. Yeah. Well, the takeaway here is the right content to the right people at the right time. At the right time, maybe. Um, actually, this is an RSS to email one. It doesn't have that nice. <laughs> Um, uh, what's that new feature that HubSpot's just yeah to send in your time zone yeah yeah send in your time zone can't do that with RSS to email unfortunately but yeah just to the right people in the right format because this particular audience loves email and so it's just a perfect fit and you can get those results and that uh, the click-throughs drives traffic back it's great virtuous circle so yeah that's motivation of the week hopefully that's motivated some of our listeners as well okay possible resource of the week is uh, another article which i was reading from larry kim and this is really good for marketing managers anybody in in the in the business world it says three unusual hacks to dramatically up your linkedin game so i'll encourage you to read that there was a really good part in that article that larry had written which was about larry's linkedin social network sharing and posting pyramid scheme (laughs) which i was having a good chuckle at that's great um but really what was really interesting is like you know, keep posting your things on uh, Twitter and really just use the best performing things that were going on to Twitter. So Twitter obviously being pretty constant and regular. Use the best performing tweets and then post that actually onto LinkedIn. So use that as a testing ground to see what actually sticks and then put use that on LinkedIn, which I really loved. So read that and go implement it. You'll find a big difference. It's an excellent article. And that's two Larry Kim articles in one episode of HubShop. That's right. So we love Larry Kim. All right, we've got the listener tip of the week, Craig, from Justin. Yeah, hi, Justin, uh, who's joined our WhatsApp group. Welcome. And Justin talks about sometimes when you're testing smart fields and progressive forms, in order for it to work, you have to put your browser in incognito mode. Now, if people don't know what incognito mode is, we will put a link about what that is. Yeah, or private mode. Or private mode, yes. Yeah, so that's a great tip because uh, progressive form fields are based on cookies and Correct. when you go into incognito, uh, ignores those cookies. So great tip. Thanks, Justin. Justin. And if you want to join our WhatsApp group... Go to hubshots.com slash WhatsApp. All right, podcast of the week, Craig. And we've mentioned this before because we do love this podcast. So you put me onto this two episodes ago. I think it's Marketing right. School with Neil Patel. And I've started listening. I've listened to them all. I know. I love it. <laughs> It's really good. Yeah. Especially so. in accelerated mode. <laughs> yes. Listen to all my podcasts at two times speed. Yeah. So definitely well worth a listen. It's 10 minutes long. I think it's 10 minutes you'll spend very wisely. Yeah. They're great. They're great. The two hosts. All right. Thought of the week, Craig. And this is from me. Do we allocate time to think and plan? I think this is really key. I was talking to you about it today. It's that time we spend in the morning unhurried we switch off we don't look at our phones we don't look at social media we've got a book we read a book we have a journal that we write in we plan for the week so i've been using and you've been using the passion planner and i've found that really good just to stay focused and think and one of the things i've been doing lately is actually writing in the morning of one thing that i'm actually grateful for nice so gratitude so think what am i grateful for today and also another thing that I've been doing is actually saying, well, what is the one thing that I need solved or I need to think through today? And just spending time thinking about that and just being unhurried, unrushed about what you're doing about your day, I think it'll make a big difference. Because so, I see that when you don't do it, 
I see what happens to you. You've seen what I've become this week. <laughs> Last couple of weeks, I've I haven't been doing my reading and stuff, and yeah, just having that had that time to ground myself mentally Correct. and just focus on big things. I'm getting too I feel overwhelmed and swallowed, in, swallowed yes. by yeah too many little things. So I totally agree. Yeah, yeah got to make that break and, and make that break. Spend twenty minutes in the morning doing that if if you've got nothing else. All right, and the final thing is our quote of the week, and this is from Gary Vaynerchuk. He goes, I attract a crowd not because I'm an extrovert, I'm over the top, I'm oozing with charisma, it's because I care. And I think that's really the core of it. Whatever we do is if we care about people and we care about the business enough, it'll work. I really love that quote. And you know what? I, I See, I'm not a big fan of the word passion. You know how that people say, I'm passionate about this technology or something or other. I'm not a big fan of that. But when he says, I care, I think that's a much better word that I can relate to. I really like that. Absolutely. You know what? And I think even in the most difficult of situations, even when things aren't working out with your business or your clients, if you actually care enough about them to, to work through it, you will be all the better for it. And on that happy note, Fantastic. we have reached the end of episode 47. <laughs> Thanks for listening, folks. We hope you've found that useful. Now, again, WhatsApp group. If you want to do that, go to hubshots.com. If you want your site reviewed and using website grader, again, don't know what to make of it, contact us on our website and let us know. And if you really want to join us at Inbound, let us know as well and be a part of the WhatsApp group because we'd love to host you at Inbound this year. Until next week, Craig. All right, Ian. Catch you later. See ya. Hey there. Thanks for listening to this episode of Hubshots. For show notes and the latest HubSpot news and tips, please visit us at hubshots.com.